0: This is Shamika Harris, the podcast host, and welcome to Rise Beautiful Soul. This podcast is committed to providing a space for women to understand, explore, and appreciate every aspect of our being. Rise Beautiful Soul is a platform combining counseling and psychological concepts, exploring the feminine archetypes, spirituality, and personal experience. So, welcome to a space where your soul has the privilege to rise, shine, Actualize. Okay, so you know, now that we've talked about like the cinematography, African religion, and spirituality, the imagery, religious iconography, let's shift and look at how Black is King, some of the themes that we saw, how it represents African culture, and maybe some aspects of the African-American culture as well. And I think what comes to the forefront is the African aesthetic, the fashion. What did you think about that? I mean,
1: here for it. (laughs) (laughs) What What were you here for? Just the, like, the you know at one point it would just like it would be flowy and then another point it would just like mm. fit your body in such a way mm. that just like made you voluptuous you know and like mm. these books some bodies you know <laughs> mm. <laughs> you were just so defined and like when in that especially in that one video where they all got those like black and white jumpsuits on that they're just like Running backwards, like towards the mm-hmm. camera, and it's just like all of the different colors that were used. And just, I, I mean, I know that I feel like, you know, what there were, we said 54 countries in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and all of them each have a flag, and all of those yeah. flags are very <laughs> colorful. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um. A snippet here of what we saw was just like I mean a microcosm honestly of like the continent as a whole of like the fashions I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. I would be awestruck
0: <laughs> I agree I mean it makes you think of like Nollywood movies I've watched yeah. about like <laughs> that's not a good example but <laughs> but yeah yeah, that's what like one that I can readily access at the moment. You know, you just brought something to my mind that I hadn't considered is how the African aesthetic maybe an essential component of it is the body. Right? And how you see, I don't know who he, if he represents somebody, the the young man whose body is painted in green, and then how Beyoncé paints her body in green. And then it's like, the I think at one point she has like the stripes. And then, as you stated, like with the the more fitted outfits that were more, you know, contoured to the body, and then especially in the performance or the visual of, of power, like you said, like you see the body, how in its aesthetic form, how it's a representation of art as well, which is very, I think that's very different than Western conceptions of the body. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I agree. I mean, like it was yeah. just like the female body is magnificent, in mm-hmm. it. You know, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> get into this, <laughs> get, get into it. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah I just I thought all I mean every single costume like Mm -hmm. my second watching like I was just like wow yes (laughs) it's just so beautiful like the landscapes Mm -hmm. the the costumes and all these black people and just the beauty I was just like it, it was absolutely thrilling
0: I agree, and it makes me go back to a comment that you just made earlier when you mentioned the colors and how, again, I guess I'm looking at this as an African American and looking at how the Western style of fashion that we see, right? And then when I go back to the visual for Mood Forever, right, and how striking, how powerful you know that imagery was when you saw the the animal print against the black skin. Like it was something <laughs> that was so much like emotion and energy that was being communicated through that lens. would whereas I don't know, I, I think that when I if I was taking those same pieces and put them on what Westerns or what Americans consider to be more aesthetically pleasing bodies, I don't I'm not sure I would've gotten that same majesty, the same stature and dignity that we saw in Move Forever when Jay-Z drives, you know, well, not when he drives in, his driver. Mm-hmm. His driver. <laughs> approaches. Yes, because yeah. yes, he's the driver, right? What do you think about that? Like, Move Forever was like such a... <sighs> to me, that was the one of the most aesthetically visuals that drew me in, especially just with the how... The the individuals in the video were art, and going back to the iconography of Beyonce, and you know uh, on the wall, and the, I don't know if you caught that too. Like at the end, when Childish Gambino is singing, his image is on the wall as well. Yeah. But just throughout the video, how they show, just like when we think about homes here in America, there are um the affluent, you know, of course, you know, they. Um, have art, but to see those busts of art in their African though. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so striking and just so I listened to the lyrics. I mean, I like the song, but what drew me was just like, oh my god, like the imagery. And then at the end, at the end of Move Forever, when it transitions into like the pink and the orange and the water. And then at the end of the scene with the. Did they kind of give you an Alice in Wonderland type of tease with Miss Knowles was sitting at the table with Kelly? Yeah, very much. <laughs> I did not think
1: that was. The man had Yes, I was just kind like, what's this tea party? Okay,
0: okay. I did it? was love it an the odd. Chest, okay.
1: The chest set. Yes. The yes. human chest set was
0: amazing. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. And kind of speaks back to when we described Sasha Fears the duality. I think he mentions that there when he's talking about the chess pieces and good and evil, and how one must master both in order to move on this this board. You know, what do you think? He, you know, just for a moment to step outside the aesthetics. <laughs> what do you think he was trying to communicate there? I feel like he was trying to say something. <laughs> the guy that the narrator there. No, Jay. Was that was Jay Z speaking, right? Yeah, that was his. Yeah, that, I think he was speaking during the whole chessboard scene.
1: Oh, well, I guess I'm starting to recognize his voice. Yeah, maybe he was admitting something.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he was. <laughs> It makes me think about how, like, I'll hear people, like, I don't know, I just heard this, I often hear this in, like, TV shows, you know, this is uh, chess, not checkers, you know? Mm -hmm. And how chess is a long game. That's what I kind of took from that. It's like, I thought that maybe he was kind of addressing some of his past actions, where he was maybe stating that he has a long game that he's playing versus, you know, sometimes we're playing I think maybe it depends on when you are. You know, maybe that's where that classism comes back in. You might be playing checkers. So you're just, (laughs) I'm just trying to win this game. Mm -hmm. But chess, you know, there's a a strategy, a long-term strategy that one has to employ. So I apologize. So you love the chess pieces. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I loved all,
1: I I loved it all. It was
0: Mm -hmm. just,
1: the you know, again, just, I've always enjoyed a print I've always enjoyed Mm. color in my wardrobe, you know. I don't know where that's from, but, you know, I mean, I have a lot of black, but I do also have a lot of color. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes me be like, I want
0: all I want to wear is color now. (laughs) (laughs) Get some color in your life. I'm not
1: going anywhere, Mm -hmm. but I can at least, you know, wear a a nice, colorful Mm -hmm. something for my day. up. So, yeah, I just, like had me thinking about like my colors, like the colors that are Mm -hmm. in my life and like, Mm -hmm. and then also like, you know, stopping and observing the colors that I see outside in nature and just like, wow, that's really, really lovely. Like that shade of purple, that shade of pink, that Mm -hmm. shade of yellow, you know, or whatever the case may be, like just being able to like notice color more often in your life.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said too, just how the, the different uses of color. And I think what the album does is allow us to see how, with all those different shades of color, when they are against black skin, I mean, it's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it pops. Like, I think back to the. I can't what, think You know, like,
1: what, what, what color did you see that didn't?
0: I can't break, think can it, you
1: of know, any. like what, yeah, what, you, what is it?
0: <laughs> no, every single one right, That's right. <laughs> yeah, like especially the song, um, that she does with Pharrell, yeah, and she's kind of to me paying a tribute or mm-hmm. montage to our river goddesses. And she's has and a is really freed mm-hmm. yeah, with the pink going on, and even with the, the different shades of the pink. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, just loved that. that
1: big pink, poofy lace dress. Yes. Oh,
0: yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 If I have to... I'm with you, though. Like, what's most striking, though, was I just still go back to power and that red. I don't know. Maybe because, you know, red is the blood. Blood represents our ashe, our energy, and our power. I really saw that in that, in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so interesting how you say you like a... when prim- I was looking... At the Cougar print, I was reading how the animal print in certain African cultures represents royalty, which is a contrast So <laughs> what I've read here in America and how, you know, animal print, especially when women wear animal print, is associated with, like, beta kitten programming or sex kitten. <laughs> so it's just so, again, seeing that contrast, like, we're here, you know, if a woman wears beta print it's like oh she wants sex but over there when you wear animal print that is a a sign of stature you know that's royalty so i just thought that contrast was interesting yeah yes
1: it brings out certain royal aspects in all of us you know different colors do and it picks up you know it's a mood lifter Mm -hmm. it's also you know Mm -hmm. color just you know color theory you know Truth. just that whole psychology yeah behind this. <laughs> there is a psychology yeah, and it matters so i think she did Definitely. a great job of like showcasing that i and, agree i agree
0: okay and this is a this is like an intro class this is like an introduction to something that's just so much so much deeper it has so much meaning behind it and not just meaning but just very 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 sacred Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Hmm. so another aspect of those social constructs that i kind of thought about was um Yeah, going back to the hairstyles, (sighs) the struggle, I made a note to myself that maybe African and ADOS or African-Americans will always struggle with balancing our native culture with mainstream influences, mm-hmm. because I think it's keys to the kingdom. You see, I know, and I believe in Nigeria, Nigerian judicial system, they still use like the colonial garb of the of the wigs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just like, I don't know, when you see those aspects, you're like, wow, like, um, Even in that scene, in that same song, like you see when she's braiding a girl's hair, but she has on this blonde wig that's very reminiscent of something like maybe Marie Antoinette will wear or something, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know, what do you think about those images? (laughs) That, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. I do agree with you in
1: that, you know, it is how much, you know, maybe even showcasing that like aspect of, hey, this doesn't come Easy, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you introduced young. How, how Think about young women who were introduced that. Like, how how young were you when you remembered going, sitting down, and getting your hair braided? Mm-hmm. Like, how you know? Like, how much of like is that embedded in you as a black woman, mm-hmm. like African American, African person of color? It doesn't matter. Like, we've all we've all we all understand that. Like the patience that it takes, you know, the, what you expect of that, you know, act, you know, it it is, but also the ability to be more transformative, the ability to like showcase your, yourself and, and stand out and be just yourself you know like when that girl in that same video is like dancing in front of all those men and those you know parliament wigs and she's just Mm -hmm. you know having a great little time and like kind of has this like little smile on her face the whole time like it's just I really liked I don't know somehow for some reason that I've really connected to that song but it could have just been the wedding scene because I really really thought it was just well shot it was beautiful Mm -hmm. I, I will say Beyonce was not in that song
0: I like that she wasn't in it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will come it. to that. But yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, she's not mm-hmm. in this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I thought,
1: just like silently let that song be what it is, that lady, that woman singing in that yellow. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And just that un- uniting, the unity of the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. And just... I don't know if I answered your question, but I just—I really. You did that, definitely. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought the use of color was really smart in portraying a lot of emotion.
0: hmm So I think what I take from what you just said to in a move that forward is that could it be that we're at a point now where we are celebrating both aspects of our native culture and this new space that we're in right Mm -hmm. you know because i think that oftentimes we can become or we're taught to become very polarized in that either you're going to be american right and whatever the american mainstream culture represents or if you like for those who are inspired to learn more about the african culture and especially like the spiritual components of it then it's like well now you must become everything that that represents instead of staying in the middle (laughs) <laughs> and taking an agency and power for yourself to decide how is this going to look for you? Because both are influencing you, both have been present in your life and have served to give you both positive and negative traits and benefits. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's not a, a either or. It's just a, a just a recognition of how certain historical events, have influenced us and are still very much present in our culture yeah so uniting the masculine and feminine that was something I kind of struggled with and I'm trying to you know I have to say this because I typically see life through a a, the feminine psyche and lens right And, and wanting that balance and I don't know like the ba- Blackest King, I was like, well, why not Black is Divine? <laughs> I feel like the movie in her role in the movie in, or in the album, it positioned women or the feminine as a very background force, a hidden force, like an invisible hand. It's something that's seen and not heard. Like when he... When Mufasa gives the line, you know, kings, there are kings that are there that are watching over you. And I'm trying to remember and contextualize this within the movie and, you know, again, this is representative of Mufasa and Simba, but then I have to also think as a black woman, like where am I in this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It kind of like, I don't know, like the whole, I don't know, it creates a very much of a hierarchy and not one where there is balance, where where it does go back to what you said, where it's a like uniting of the masculine and feminine, um, because they're both in these equal positions, but one that one is higher. And in the song with Kendrick Lamar in denial, is she the sacrifice? Is she replacing Mufasa?
1: <laughs> I don't know what was going on in that one. I was like... Huh. yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure what's I mean, like maybe it was the death of like what she an idea a concept mm-hmm. something that she didn't want to accept or you know and then mm-hmm. rising up from that but
0: mm-hmm. I don't think
1: she was a sacrifice I think it was maybe something mm-hmm. died like something that you believed to be true no mm. longer
0: is okay because typically like in african traditional religions like the whole white scene that white represents the whole even being in white garb is because we want the spirits to see us you know and so i make this and i'm going in the song order and how the song order connects back to the movie because we know that there is a point where mufasa dies mufasa has to die it's part of the hero's journey where that mentor, that father figure dies so now that you can transcend and move on to the next part of your journey. And so instead of having the male to die, the father, she's standing in as the sacrifice. Because <laughs> I, I remember they're, they're carrying her. And in that scene, is very much analogous to something else that I've witnessed it. But then that moves us to like brown skin girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, you know, Kind of going back to the key to the kingdom, I thought Brown Skin Girl was another time in the album that less would have been more. Yeah. I would like Beyonce's voice in the background, but not visually there. Yeah. Because, what? Well, what do you think about No, it I agree. I, I thought, mm-hmm. um,
1: let's just, let's just despite Brown Skin Girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's yeah. do it, you yeah. know, all of them all we need Mm -hmm. to see and it was just kind of but then I don't know that it was like that Barbie wig was not helping at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's my where my just concern arose is when I saw the when she and Kelly are face to face and, and and Beyonce and I only bring this up because of the issues of colorism and Beyonce is already what is considered to be an ideal standard of beauty, right? So when she's talking to Kelly in affirming her beauty. I don't know. I I, would, I could think how darker-skinned women or dark-skinned women who are viewing this can kind of look that, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> so because you tell me that I'm beautiful now I'm beautiful, you know? Versus, like you said, if she were removed from the song, it just kind of makes me think about how sometimes because of the issues that we deal with within our community, we have to know which, which spaces we require our presence and which spaces require our absence. And it reminds me of our podcasts that we do with girlfriends and with Joan and Tony and how Joan is like, you know, with Tony, of course you're beautiful. You always use your beauty to get what you want. But Joan not recognizing as a lighter skinned woman, (laughs) the privilege that she holds because of her proximity to whiteness, you know? So she really doesn't understand Tony's experience as a darker skinned woman. So yeah, I like the song. I just... Yeah, that scene could have been removed. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of also going back to dark brown skinned girl, kind of going back into another issue of social constructs or social issues of classism, because we see a debutante ball. And I could be wrong because I haven't studied all African cultures and countries, but. I assume the debutante ball is something that is analogous or origins are in or germane to African American society. Is that true? I mean, don't you know? Okay, I okay.
1: But imagine okay. so.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yes, and so I remember in just some of the critiques um, that I got to a chance to examine how. The album kind of speaks to this upper elite class and how the life that Beyonce is presenting is one that is not one that most African-Americans can identify with or relate to. And I understand that, But I also, I come back to kind of going, I guess what we've said throughout the whole album is it presents so many positive images no i that's that's very true
1: like she at least tried to portray you know to bring forth like to make a connection between you and your home and wherever you are and Mm -hmm. you know like making that connection like hey you're not like think about it like you are from a whole different country like you're Three generations down, like maybe mm-hmm. not three, but maybe, you know, five, <laughs> six, five, six, yeah. six, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get you Six. But okay. yeah, you know, like, But like, think about that. Like, what does that mean to you? Have you thought about that? Like, mm-hmm. and if it's bringing you to ask questions of your parents, of your grandparents, of just mm-hmm. who, anywhere, just to gather that information and gather that knowledge. Because mm-hmm. who knows what you could find out. Agreed. Who knows? And it can really spark, ignite something within you that, you know, you might not have known was a, a, a superpower of yours. hmm
0: Definitely. Another song that I thought that really stood out to me was Power. Yeah. Those were my favorite songs. <laughs>
1: it was, it was the best. Like the I was just like this. Like when it came out, I was like this is the best one yet. <laughs>
0: okay. So what? Why did Power resonate with you? What was it about? I, it? I mean, when like when she, she like her, you know, her daughter
1: mm-hmm. and the women, and she was just in that red and. Mm-hmm they were all just, it, and it also brought like from the beginning she had used shots of those women in white and you were like where did mm-hmm. they even come from ever and she uses them again at the end like and then all the women the rapping, the just, it was a showcase and I was just mm-hmm. like this is the best and the red is the black and white the frames but the mm-hmm. negative of it uh. It was perfect. My eyes were like, wow Yeah. This is it. This is the one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Got my heart pumping.
0: I totally understand. I think, like, I I agree with you 100%. Like, this is one of those songs where, like, the imagery and the lyrics were so cohesive and were so representative of the the overall message that she was trying to bring forth. I mean, I think the song is just truly an invocation to the power of the feminine energy and the invoking of the goddess. Yeah, but I will say also a couple of times throughout
1: film and throughout mm -hmm. just her lyrics lately, she has been very much, like... They, yes. they feel away. Yes. They made you think this. Mm-hmm. They mad. <laughs>
0: like, oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! They feel away. Yes. <laughs> they feel away. Yes. Oh, wow. Who? was the they?
1: Yeah, like referring to. You know, like that is a question. Like who is mm. who is this they that she keeps referring to?
0: Mhm. Mm. I think this, you know, song brought forth another critique that I saw. Uh, regarding her album and Beyonce's use of her body and you know initially you know when I saw it the first time I was like what is this (laughs) right and then upon viewing it again and studying it trying to see it from different angles it made me think about how We reduced the Black woman's body to reproductive abilities again, you know? Because now that she is a mother, it's almost like we have this idea that she's divorced from her sexual energy, that that should be negated. So now that she's a mother of, what, three now? she should only be exhibiting motherly characteristics right you know (laughs) representations yeah
1: well sure (laughs) was that pregnant woman with getting it yes
0: Yes. (laughs) that was my I would have to say my favorite yeah favorite scene I was like whoa no I will say like I feel like her
1: motherhood like Mm -hmm. allowed her to brace her womanhood in a way that like she is not afraid to be like I have these 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 hips, these mm-hmm. thighs, these breasts—like that's right. These kids—they <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> changed my body. But you know what? Okay, well then I'm gonna work within those changes. You know, like I'm gonna mm-hmm. make it—I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it work. But like she—I don't know that she could have done some of these moves that she was doing today ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like she's like become one with her body on a deeper level.
0: I agree. I think that's that's perfect what you just said. That makes sense to me because when I thought about it like in appreciating, I wonder if we have difficulty in appreciating Black women's sexuality and how it evolves. And I have to go back to the origin of that in just a total misgendering of the Black woman's body that occurred before the inception of slavery. It was used as a premise for slavery, you know looking at as um when ethnographers would view our bodies as work of art right you know it's beautiful but then at the same time the need to masculinize it or to say that it was savage because it was so sexual in nature and it kind of makes me go back to I think the question that we're asking throughout the album is how those thoughts regarding the black woman and her sexuality how much of those thoughts are ours or they? <laughs> this is something that they have said because this is how they have presented us, and now we're still adhering to a thought form that was created to enslave us, and we're now policing ourselves and policing other women according to that that belief. Mm. <laughs> I mean, why? Like, why is there such
1: a Oh, now you're a mother. Now you've had children. Now you shouldn't mm-hmm. be so highly, so not even highly sexual,
0: just sexual mm-hmm. at all. Like
1: exactly, it gets like shut down. Shut it down. Does. You would think now, like I would be like, think, yeah. this thing's been through some things, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna relish in it. I'm gonna embrace mm-hmm. like the changes that have been made
0: and love my body. What's wrong with that? It brings me what's wrong with it to a thought that I don't, I wonder if we have unpacked this it is, it is a question I've asked another friend. Does the Black woman's body belong to her? <laughs> because I remember this, uh, I was listening to someone they were talking about, but she made mention to another celebrity who had implants and she removed her implants because she's a mother now and she was like, because you know, when you become a mother these are your expectations and I was like okay, so, so her breasts can no longer provide nourishment to a baby as well as pleasure to her partner or to yeah. herself so then it kind of, it just kind of took me on that path of, of thought where I was thinking about like, the black woman's body even again going back to what I said the misgendering of it before before the inception of slavery has never belonged to her so I wonder like when we see black women who take ownership of their body as you stated with Beyonce she's become one with it there's a level of um, anger that arises within within us because we don't believe our bodies belong to us anyway (laughs) they belong to our it makes me think about like just you know phrases I would hear growing up you know Don't wear this because if you wear this, a man is going to think this or your husband is going to think this. So your body never belongs to you. It belongs to a child or to your partner, to your husband. When do you get to have ownership of this, of this said body that you were born into? (laughs) Mm -hmm. When does it become yours? And maybe the fact that I'm even going along with this thought is just showing another way. A splitting within our own psyche where we are separated from our body. We're not in our bodies, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when we see like that song power and you see women in their bodies moving in that way, it triggers you, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it triggers you on a very primitive level. a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Well, we've covered like all the things that we were going to cover in this. Is there anything else that you want to bring forth of discuss? No,
1: I know. I was going back over my notes when I watched it the first time, and I was just like, her evolution mm-hmm. as an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, like I said, bravo. You know, like, I mean, yeah, dedicated to her son, yes, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, like, I, I do appreciate her. you know disney being like okay Mm -hmm. we want you to do nala okay well you want me to do nala i need for the this 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 and that yes i can't wait to see that and they were Mm -hmm. like give it to her Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah, and just being her also being like understanding her responsibility like you know she Mm -hmm. understands like she holds you know she's you know and hold some she's got some weight mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. in the community. and so at least she's using her voice to like speak out and speak sure. up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's a lot more than we can say for a lot of different artists who were just keeping silent mm-hmm. and for it to come out now I mean hey even all the better mm-hmm and that they didn't try to stop it like I'm glad like because it is black on black on black on black on black you know (laughs) which (laughs) exactly white Mm -hmm. on white on white on white Disney you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just her to be like I'm gonna make my stamp on this as well
0: are we ready for that Blackness, though?
1: I mean, I yeah, well, that's the question. And I, is that what everybody's so angry about?
0: <laughs> well, let's move into that. We can move yeah. now into our Soul Rise questions. Is that, you know, like, I think about some of the phrases that are very common in our vernacular now. You know, all Black, everything, you know, we're doing this for the ancestors. <laughs> and I just think about those phrases that we use so commonly. And I, and I, and I wonder, like you know this album gave you all black everything do we want our blackness packaged Mm. in a certain way because another question that came to me is that if you took this same album and if this was produced or if album was brought forth by a darker skinned woman would we receive it the same way would the reception be different is it an issue of colorism because then i also i go back to the critiques that i've read just listen to others who and their thoughts on it some people the you know the intention behind the album you know is this really is this really what she thinks you know or is this just another trend that she's hopped upon you know would this be different if this were erica baidu or jill scott you know do we have an image of what a person should look like when they talk about spirituality? Is that something that's emerging from our psyche? You know? <laughs> and what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I just, you know I said a lot.
1: <laughs> no, I just feel as though, what does it matter how it was packaged?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if, it, if it's bringing forth some, if it's evoking some type of, Emotion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: thought, wonder, <laughs> worry, concern, whatever the whatever like it's bringing forward something. It's making you ask questions, and that's really a, that what all that all that matters. And I understand like yes, maybe it is you know Beyonce. You know I know some people are like <sighs> roll their eyes about her, but it's just like how can you still judge her from when you knew her at Destiny's Child? Like you haven't mm-hmm. even given her a chance to like show you her evolution like you've ignored her evolution like she's not still like none of these songs that she's coming out with are gonna be radio plays (laughs) you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the slower ballads, but you know what i mean like it's definitely she's not where she was Mm -hmm. and so like she's asking you to like elevate and
0: -hmm. I, i appreciate it yeah Kind of like what we did at the beginning of the podcast. Again, I thought that that was the importance of stopping to look at where she had started, and then looking at where she is now. You know, <laughs> and so when you were just talking, remember how we made the comment how when 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 um, white people realized, oh my God, Beyonce is black, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if black people have are now having that conversation. Oh my God, Beyonce is black. <laughs> I know, right? Possibly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because at some point, like in in one of her song lyrics, she makes a reference to Jay Z's bloodline beginning from Rwanda. Yeah. Uh huh. I was like, okay, you know, they know. You know, like I Mm -hmm. wonder what I'm sure she knows hers as well. But like, it's Mm -hmm. just like she's very, very proud of like her ancestry it's Mm -hmm. very clear like she is proud (laughs) and she wants all everyone to be proud of that ancestry yes Mm -hmm. it's a lot you know pain within that journey but it is you know it is a journey nonetheless no journeys are (laughs) you know pain free Mm -hmm. but you know I think she's proud of it and like finding that pride and like holding that up is all she's bringing forth is another Mm -hmm. thing she's bringing forth, not all, but another, you know, concept she's bringing forth. And I just, I appreciate the elevation.
0: So when I, to piggyback off of what you're saying, when I say, you know, or maybe black people are coming into that awakening that Beyonce is black, it reminds me of comments that I've heard, you know, her listeners or haters say, you know, I, I want Beyonce. I want the um, Beyonce Beyonce. I want. Uh, I am Sasha Fierce Beyonce, right? Why can't she go back to that? But then go back and look at the topics that she was addressing or the themes in those songs, right? And it makes me think about. I, is that reflective of the black of our mind as black people does that make sense like yeah. when I look at I am Sasha Fierce that's nothing that shows up in black is king <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying that's <laughs> no. almost like uh, her being like 20 and now she's a 40 year old Two, right. those are two mm-hmm. different stages in life so you want her to go back to 20 yeah so it's, Yeah, it kind of makes me think mm-hmm. about how we, we as black women because those the commentary that's coming forth that I just mentioned is coming from black listeners black women listeners and and that when you say you want her to return back to those stages, it's almost like um, our idea. Let's, and let's be honest, we are projecting our ideas of femininity and womanhood and what we want it to represent on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And we want that to represent I am Sasha Fierce era, <laughs> you know, or Beyonce era. But when she comes over here, right, and she starts mm-hmm. talking about these issues. We're like I, I'm. I'm distancing myself from that. I don't want to be. And I, it, to me, I think that reveals maybe how how surface we are, mm. the lack of depth that may be there. And mm, like I said, maybe black people are awakening to the fact that Beyoncé is black, and that you are black, and that you get. Oh my God! Who knew that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a history of your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This here on American soil and transcends the American soil as well. So just both of them. Yeah. One of my soil rise questions was, um, have we addressed the colonizer dwelling within our own consciousness? Yeah. Because sometimes I know it's easy because of the polarity that exists. We... We can see the colonizer, we can see whiteness, we can see white supremacy, we can see how it operates within our society. And I wonder, as as Black people, do we pause to reflect, to examine how that same consciousness exists within us and it manifests itself as internalized racism? Mm-hmm. Internalized racism taken on, kind of like when we were kind of unpacking with the the fashion and the African aesthetic and the sacredness behind some of those of those fashions that we saw, that they're not just supposed to be, not supposed to just walk out tomorrow and replicate that. <laughs> those, some of those things we saw are ceremonial garb, right? That, uh, again, that kind of, but that's that colonizer within us, you know, because white people do that. <laughs> white people quit to go see something to be like, oh my gosh. I created cornrows. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, we've been having cornrows, you know? And so I think it makes me think about like how we have to be mindful that um, because we are very much living within this consciousness and how it operates within our own life and how we are, that colonizer exists within the areas of our, how we um, practice our own, practice religion or spirituality, how we see each other, how we define Blackness, you know? How we want Blackness packed Packaged and presented, <laughs> cause we do want it packaged and presented. We do, yeah. <laughs> do you have a soul rise,
1: question? Um, I guess. Well, maybe not the question. Well, I guess I do have a question, but just yeah. one thing that I wanted to say that I appreciated their, in um, Brown Skin Girl, the use of like the the I guess. The s- using skin like pearls like mm-hmm. you know, like using those types of words to like define mm-hmm. to twist that like to, like revert that narrative mm-hmm. or what people think about like the concept of a pearl like well yes wolf, which randomly FY. My name, Margaret, Mm -hmm. means pearl. I probably know that. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Okay, makes We feel real, Mm -hmm. real special, but... um, (laughs) As you should. (laughs) But no, I just thought it was just, you know, the complexities and complexion. I just, I really Mm -hmm. appreciated that, being able to be spoken aloud and understood in a way like not every black skin is beautiful and it comes in various various shades and Mm -hmm. you will be surprised Mm -hmm. (laughs) you'll be surprised and I think she did a good job of showcasing all of the different you know ways it can present itself Mm -hmm. within the black community and that's you know a beautiful thing but my I guess my question was about when at some point I I guess I was confused about all the different male voices in yeah the narrative, I was just like, okay, well, I know James, or like, can't he just do it all? Like, can't, or she should have I... just given it to
0: Jay Z because to me, well, like, yeah, that too, yeah. I thought Blake is king. Well, what would that have meant if he had been the voice? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. again, in a move forever, you see him analogous to Jay Z, right? Like, I don't know, yeah. it would have invoked a different meaning if this was him doing the storytelling, you know? Yeah, I can't, yeah, because the, I could see that. Too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again,
1: if you just said one voice, yeah. Um, but voice. if, it, if that, I think that would have helped. But um, mm-hmm. but I think also, I, it really stuck out with me when the guy said that women reassemble us. I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, why is, that, mm-hmm. why is that on women to do? Like, why... Yeah. Be, yeah,
0: that's a responsibility
1: again. You know, like yeah, and it's just yeah. like wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> like so, you you would have gotten to like wander and be disassembled,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and put you know, and cause wreckage, and you know, and marry in many people's lives, but just like up until you found a woman who, who you thought was. I didn't love that. I, just, I didn't like that concept.
0: Oh, I didn't need it. That's some whole temperature, <laughs> girl. That was just that was just all some whole temperature, and I was like, oh, okay, girl. Next, uh, yeah, I, I agree. But but again, it was it was like as you have stated, there's so much more that's there to look at that it makes up for that. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I can only reassemble myself. That is my only goal here as a person. Yes. It's for me. Yeah. Can't do that for someone else. Yeah. And I agree with you in your uh, commentary on Brown Skin Girl. Just the regalness that she used and showcase. I just... When I tell you, I could watch something like that all day. Just seeing Black women and men presenting in that just level of dignity. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And yeah. I will also applaud Beyonce on this. Um, just to take a, a pause for a moment and looking at because you know, Zoe, is it Zoe Zelda? I think that's her name. She came out and did a video apologizing for participating in the the narrative biopic of Nina Simone and how she recognizes now that that was not a good look. That was a poor decision. She should have loved that for a darker skinned actress. And I appreciate Beyonce taking this space. And like you said, especially in um, Key to the Kingdom and how when one has that power, how they can step away and serve to elevate others who don't have that power necessarily. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, and giving them that agency, I appreciate her showcasing it and and recognizing to you know I think in those areas she did recognizing the privilege because she does have privilege as a light skinned yes. woman versus with Zoe you know I think Zoe knew it then but that's another discussion for another day. Take how dare you believe that with your you know typical features and your skin color that you could embody. The essence of what Nina Simone represented, just knowing I think how we as black people, there' are certain struggles that we all rep- that some of us may experience and others don't, and having that wisdom to step away and be like, this one isn't for me. this is this is for someone else to do. Mm-hmm. this is this should be for her, and i I appreciate her providing that platform here. Yes, yeah, very much so, can you research your question again? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the reassembly. I don't remember what it was. Was it about the reassembly? No, I guess, yeah, oh. I
1: just, I guess about what, why is it that that was, yeah, I guess when I say mm-hmm. responsible, like so much responsibility falls on women, you know, mm-hmm. and why can't it be just two the meeting of two minds of the, mm-hmm. the, the meeting of two you know the yin and the yang or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be like that you know that unity comes together like it doesn't yeah. have to necessarily be like a complete and total mm-hmm. destruction build back up
0: exactly alright I'm with you 100% and that's what I was kind of going back to earlier when I was saying about the whole black is king what if What if it was black is divine because now I see two holes coming together, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus he's the king, but I'm supposed to help reassemble him? No, okay, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that does not make sense. And uh, I think it kind of just goes back to rhetoric that Black, not only women, I don't want to just say Black women, maybe women are taught in general. And believing that we just have to, I don't know, take on certain responsibilities and tasks that are just, that's not your job. That's right that's the other individual's job you know so I totally get you my other question was my last question is do you associate blackness with divinity or with evil a demon a devil kind of going back to that question I asked earlier what feelings would it invoke if you saw images of the divine or religious iconography and it was images that look like you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah when you think of the word just even doing a a simple you know breakdown of black versus white what is synonymous with the word black what is synonymous with the word white Mm -hmm. and because one gets to use that word white what power does it carry what power does blackness carry you know what do we associate with so
1: yeah it's a really it's really thought-provoking and Mm -hmm. you know i appreciate it in these times to be able to kind of turn inward and
0: explore Mm -hmm. definitely definitely yeah and I think too, kind of going back to what we did before and how we were able to look at her discography and look at the evolution of who she is as a person. You know, maybe it could prompt some of us. This is a very introspective, you know, process of looking at ourselves. Look at, are we evolving, you know? How have we evolved? <laughs> Where are we in our own evolution, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any final or concluding thoughts? No, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. Thank you for joining me and helping me to unpack it and see some perspectives that I didn't see initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank
1: you, Beyonce.
0: <laughs> I agree. All oh, hell, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of going back to the clue with what she said: you can't wear a crown with your head down. I can't say that I believe in God and call myself a child of God and did not see myself as a God. Do we see ourselves as God? Do we see ourselves as divine, or do we see ourselves as evil? Yeah. Okay, so beautiful souls, as always, thank you for joining us for this bonus podcast. And we hope that you were able to glean something from our musings. <laughs> but again, again, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to connecting with you on the next podcast. Have a great day. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's podcast I would also like to extend a thank you to the listeners who have offered suggestions as your feedback is welcome if you would like to suggest a topic, if you have a question about today's podcast or the Soul Rise question, or if you just want to share how the series and the podcast resonates with you, you can always leave us a message. You can reach us on Instagram at Rise Beautiful Soul Podcast. You can find us on Facebook.com, Rise Beautiful Soul. And you can just always just come over to our website at www.RiseBeautifulSoul.com. So remember, beautiful souls, we are here to rise, shine, and self-actualize. I look forward to joining you on the next podcast.